Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. What are the top 10 automotive maintenance must-dos? Are you doing them? And perhaps equally as important, are you teaching them to someone else? Today is the Jesus Labor Love Saturday, and we have found time and again with this ministry that so many single moms and widows don't keep up their regular maintenance. And as they say in that old Fram oil commercial, you could have paid $20 for an oil change, but now you're paying $3,000 for an engine? Or you can pay me now or pay me later is actually the way they said it. But who is teaching? Who is mentoring? Do you know the top 10 yourself? We're going to talk about that today on the Christian Car Guy Show. But where can you come alongside someone, maybe a teenager or a widow in your church? She's sitting right down the pew, and you and maybe you just lean over and say, is somebody helping you make sure your car stays maintained? Maybe it's a niece or a nephew that you know is being raised by a single mom. Who's going to teach them? How are they going to know how to? Check their oil when they fill up with gas. How are they going to know how to do their tires? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today on the Christian Car Guys show. And here to help me, we have a pair of bills. That's like having a parable to teach with. <laughs> or in this case, two bills. First off, Bill Kratz. He's our Carolina mobile auto mechanic. Welcome, morning, Bill. Robert. Good morning. It's important stuff, isn't it, Bill? We really are facing this with so many single moms and widows that... They just don't know how to do it, and somebody's got to teach them. Absolutely. What we see is a lot of someone tells them they need a little repair, then they bring it to us, and we start looking at it. It's like, it's in really bad shape. And then we're in a situation, it's like, now we've got to drop some bad news on them and say, your car needs a lot of work to be safe so it'll be reliable. So, so. yeah, puts us in a situation. So what are those top ten? We're going to count those down today. As well as, guess what? There might be some insurance issues that are as equally needed to be taught to the people in your sphere of influence. So we've got the other Bill with us, Bill Mixon, our Christian insurance guy with us here today. Welcome, Bill. It's a wonderful morning. I hope it's as beautiful where you folks are as it here is here in Winston. I thought we'd talk about some insurance must-dos and whether we've talked those taught the other drivers in our family what they need to do in certain circumstances. So if you have that maintenance question that, that may be specific to your car, or if you've got that insurance question, you know, I always do this when Bill's here, rate ripoffs, questionable quotes, deductible dilemma, adjuster fluster, policy predicaments, premium pretense, you call us today, <laughs> 866 348 7884 is the number to call in. We have lines open. We'd love to hear you got that car question. It's a great day to do it. Maybe a maintenance question or that insurance question. 866-348-7884. Hi, I'm Robbie Dillmore, the Christian Car Guy. 35 years I was in the retail automobile business, but more importantly, your brother in Christ, the Christian Car Guy. Show is our prayer will change the way people look at their cars. They need to be paid for no debt. 
watching people buy cars for 35 years going into the slavery of huge debt is what drove me to do this show. <laughs> a very, very difficult situation. But guess what? If you take care of your car, you won't need to trade it. Trade it, As we always talk about, cars need tender, loving care. We're going to talk a lot about that today on today's show. And they need a name like Old Red. You see those tractors? They've been sitting out in the elements since the 1940s. They're still running well. If you take care of your car, it'll last as long as you do. They need to be safe and driven safely. We discussed this a couple of weeks ago. I'm gonna, you're going to hear a lot about it in upcoming weeks. Americans waste 200 million. This is an updated number for me. They waste 200 millions of gas a week. One week, Americans waste 200 million gallons of gas on speeding. As I say, America doesn't have an oil problem. We have a sin problem. And so we talk about the owner here on the Christian Car Guy. But today, it's what's your maintenance or insurance question or comment? 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. Now, of course, we got our appraisal by the Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure. Cry out for discernment. Lift up our voice for understanding on today's appraisal by the Real Black Book, teaching the basics not only for auto mechanics, mentoring, we're commanded many times in the scriptures to tell the story to our children, to actually to tell the story to ourselves and anyone else that we can find to tell the story to. God commanded the Israelites to keep the Passover, to tell the story of how they were freed from the bondage of slavery. Passover actually was last night. And it's our tradition that we have this, it's really an amazing Seder, with our Sunday school class and some close friends. And as you may know, I teach a special needs Sunday school class. So it was it was so cool because, you know, all these other folks that were friends and whatever, they were kind of amazed because the people, you know, with the Down syndrome and, and autism, the, the members of my class, they got up and they demonstrated their phenomenal grasp of the scriptures. Cool. They really do have. And, and as they were able to tell the story, one friend of mine says, man, they know it better than I do. <laughs> See, God designed it so it's very easy to understand and sharing the story with close friends and family like in the Passover Seder, is, it's amazing stuff. Well, this week I got a view of the story of the resurrection and Pentecost that I never really fully understood, and it's making this Easter season phenomenal for me. So I want to share this with my friends and family today here on a Christian Car Guy show coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book. Now, it is the Jesus Labor Love Saturday, so we always want to thank our Jesus and Labor Love volunteers like DNL Automotive in Charlotte and, of course, Bill Kratz here, Carolina Mobile Auto Service, Ray's Body Shop, all these guys that are out there volunteering um, across the country. We have 28 labor outlets now that are doing this. That's great. That's absolutely wonderful. And But guess what? We still need more. Yes, we need more. We, we really need him in Charlotte. And I think we've got uh, Vic Hill. Our, you know, He's a full-time volunteer with us now that just works on hel- helping us with all these. And he's going to come on here at a second segment, so you can be looking forward to that. But, Bill, what are you seeing these days with, with the labor love? There's a lot of need out there, Robbie. And like you said, more outlets would be great because um, there's just not money out there for people to service their cars. I mean... It's the studies show that people are holding their cars longer, they're keeping them longer, 
and it's all because of our economy. So um, single moms and widows especially are impacted because they have a heavier burden as far as financially usually. And um, thank the Lord for Vic. He's he's a great asset. He does a lot of good work for us. Yeah, yeah. you're not a kidding. Yeah. I Because uh, there's no way I could do it all. No. And, and with him making those calls, you know, verifying the references. If you've never heard of it, Jesus Labor Love, what it is, it's free car repair labor for single moms and widows. We used to do it just on the first Saturday of the month. Now we do it all month long. Right. This month we actually, um, I have guess I guess we have possession of the domain, Jesus Labor Love. So okay. not only is it linked there at ChristianCarGuy.com, but now if you Google JesusLaborLove.com, guess what? That's the domain for that. And you can go there and find out, wow, if you know a single mom or widow that needs help, they just click on a form, fill out that form. We get that to Vic. He'll verify that there's a legitimate real need, something right. that, you know, you can't. It, this isn't for people that can take care of themselves. This is for people who have a crisis. And it's not necessarily limited to single moms and widows, right? We, right, we, right. we have returning veterans. We have disaster victims. Uh, I've, we've done a number of them where there was a serious illness in the family and they, you know, had a horrible need uh, in order to be able to provide transportation for somebody that was sick within the family. So right. anything like that, that's what the Jesus is labor love uh, is for. And uh, again, what we want to talk about some today, though, is if we could all just teach these top 10 basics, we wouldn't see it so much, e- even teaching your kids or the neighbor's kids or whoever you can get a crowd, you know, to, to talk about here's how you check your oil. Right. A good example, Robbie, is we just had a lady in. Um, she Her car was overheating. Well, it ended up being the water pump, which was driven by the timing chain. Well, it wasn't driven by the timing chain, but you had to pull the timing chain off to change a water pump. And we got in there, and the timing chain is just worn out. There's not enough miles on this car for it to be worn out, so that means lack of oil changes. You know, when you don't have the... $30 or whatever to do your oil change and you got to spend $30 on food for your children, you're going to buy the food for your children. You know, so if you need education like Robbie's talking about, um, I'm sure any of the shops in the Jesus Labor, I'm probably stepping out of place here, but any of them would be willing to help you just call them and ask them. Oh, yeah, we've got all that. We've got another oil changes, number one on the list. I right. guess that's no shocker. We got another nine of those coming at you. And we got Vic Hill coming up in the next segment. And, oh, man, what an appraisal by the real black book we have. We have so much Christian Car Guy show coming up. So you're going to want to stay tuned. A lot more coming at you. Thank you for listening. have to wait till they say gto and that's why it would be oh that song always brings back such wonderful memories for those of us who are pontiac fans it's hard to accept that there's no more pontiac bill it's just it's 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 a very difficult situation i know that it is also a difficult situation for my good friend vic in raleigh our volunteer for the jesus labor love do you just lament when you hear that song vic i do it sounds like the 60s i remember uh Back in those days, I'm a little older than you are, of course, but my dad had a, a 1960 
Catalina. And I, I want to say that was one of the first years of the wide track that they were talking about on the commercial. So he broke away in a Bonneville. Oh, in a Catalina. Yeah, Catalina. <laughs> Catalina. That was cool stuff. Well, Vic is our volunteer, full-time volunteer for Jesus' Labor Love. When you guys go to our website at christiancarguy.com or jesuslaborlove.com and you click on that form and fill it out for us, those forms go to Vic and he will verify you know, that they're what the need is and try to establish which one of our outlets would be the best person to work on that car. And then he makes the reservations um, and appointments, as the case may be, as we have resources. But right now, Vic, we got a problem resource-wise, don't we? We do. We need some help in the Charlotte area, definitely. Uh, and, and I wanted to say something. I, I say on the website there, you're, you're 10, and that's one of my things that I talk to them most all the time, and, and most of them don't know how to check oil, or some of them don't even have a, an owner's manual to check, and and they're just kind of lost, but uh, I don't know, somehow we got to help them to do that, because that's going to, you know, make their life or their car go a lot farther, it's going to decrease the amount of time that the mechanics spend, you know, helping their cars out, but uh for some of these that call in and just say, I need a tune-up or I need an oil change, uh, they usually go to the back of the line. I'll have to tell you that because those are not as, as needed as financially as some of the things like a broken timing belt or a car doesn't run and they have a, a special needs child that has to go to the doctor once or twice a week, those kind of things. But uh, it's a very rewarding thing. I, I get to talk to a lot of different people, and they seem very, very appreciative of all the mechanics and, and what you do, Robbie, and, and, and what I do. Yeah, and we appreciate the prayer so much of all our listeners that, that are supporting this ministry, and we would ask that you pray specifically for the Charlotte area that you'd open a door. We have DNLs doing a great job down there for us, but when we've got four moms in one week that need um, repairs and we got one outlet, you, you, you see the obvious situation. And the other thing, Vic, that's, that, that's happened, which we're blessed to do because really we wanted this to be an outreach to both Christians and non-Christians, that, that we would share the light of Christ. But actually, you found out that some of these ladies were getting our name from caseworkers, right? Right, those uh, that are on the welfare and, and you know, rubbing pretty close to raw on their, on their finances. Their caseworker is suggesting that they call us for a car need. And uh, some of them had some really, really tall needs. And I got one sitting out there looks like it's going to be about a 10-hour repair, and I, I really don't know what to do with them. Yeah, and that's one of the things I'm glad you brought up, Vic, that people could understand our program a little bit better. What we've done, or the way that we're able to line up these repair centers across the country, is when I talked to the owner, I asked if they would basically donate a number of hours to us per week in the way of ministry, because those hours to them are like inventory, and that's how they make their money. And so... I'll ask if they could donate five, six, seven hours, in some cases two or three, whatever we can get because it's more than we had, and that's their ministry. Right. And, and, and they're having to pay that technician to do the work if they're the owner and they, unless they do the work themselves. But even so, that's time that they could have used making an income. So we are, it's not an unlimited resource for us. So when we have a 10-hour repair and we have somebody that's only volunteered four or five hours in that market a month, you know, we're, we're down for two months. And so... 
this is why again that we would we would ask for your prayers that we would ask for any if you know a wonderful Christian mechanic in your area wherever that may be if you would email us again go to christiancarguy.com let us know because you know God's working through this we've seen some amazing stuff and you know the doors keep getting opened but as they do and as more people find out about it guess what our resources get rain, run dry very very quickly and Bill, you've been with us in this since the very first day. Yes, yeah. yes, I have, and I, I remember donating five hours a month was what I obligated, and I can tell you right now, <laughs> I I do way more than five hours a month, but it's okay. I mean, I, I mean, it, I obviously can't let it hurt me financially, but the needs out there, and we try to do whatever we can to fulfill it. Right, and again, if you want to find out more about this. You go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you can click on the Jesus' Labor Love banner there, or you can go to Jesus'LaborLove.com, and obviously all the information's there. The thing I love about this, Vic, is it, it's in the name. Can you imagine? I'm picturing this caseworker now talking to this. Now, you need to go to Jesus for help. That's the issue right there. You I know. Whether, whether <laughs> or not, it's so cool. <laughs> so I am blessed. Bill, uh, Vic, thank you. God bless you for your hard work, even though I know you were, you know, had some health challenges this month. Yeah, we did. I, and, you know, I spent almost I was looking at Cheney. He just got a heart transplant. He was only in the hospital three and a half days more than I was. <laughs> That's amazing. So, but I appreciate all the prayers, and that's what brought me back. Absolutely. We appreciate your work, Vic. Thank, well, thank you, buddy. You. you have a happy Easter, a wonderful celebration. I understand he's risen. That's that's what my producer told me. Yep. <laughs> I've heard. There's a big rumor going around on that. Yeah, there is. But I, I, I am so tickled by this case work, these caseworkers, which I understand there's more than one out there now that are recommending Gee, they there's recommend- one in Winston-Salem, and there's one in Charlotte I know of. Recommending Jesus. Yep. We, that's what we wanted. God bless you. Thank <laughs> you. we got to get back to, again, this whole idea of teaching these things, right? You, It could be a niece. It could be a nephew. It could be your own kids. Do, you know, do they know what the basic maintenance things are? Do they know what number two is on the list? What do we got? It's the battery. Yep. It's just, you know, if you're a single mom, that's the last thing in the world you need to have happen, you know, out there and being stranded somewhere. And, you know, one of the biggest things that we find as far as problem-wise on the battery is just corrosion on the terminals, Robbie. I mean, if if they're not looking at your battery when they're doing your oil changes and checking for corrosion, of the term, that'll leave you stranded in a heartbeat. And but again, if, if you're, if you're a, a, a widow, a single mom, you open up the hood. I know it looks scary under there, but... That big square-looking box with the wires, and again, some of them now are up under the fender, so you can't sure. tell. But if you can see where your battery is, and I think most people know what a battery looks like, where the two wires hook to it, right? those big, thick wires, if you see a bunch of white, fuzzy stuff, white, fuzzy, fuzzy stuff, stuff. looks like something's growing there, mold or something, that's a problem. That's a problem. And it's easy to fix. Yes. A little baking soda and, and water is all it takes on that, you know, and, and you stop the corrosion or you may need to tighten it a bit. While you're checking your oil, since you're under the hood, you might as well do that. We got a lot more Christian Car Guy. We're only got two. We got eight more to go. Plus, Bill's insurance tips coming up next. So stay tuned. A lot more Christian Car Guy show coming up.
Yes, it's true. Old Red is a shiny red super, well, I wouldn't say super stock, but it is a very cool Dodge. <laughs> I got good music on today. I like that song. But anyway, welcome back to the Christian Car Guy radio show. Today we are, what are some of those basics that not only do we need to know ourselves, but if you know them, are you teaching them? Have you thought about it? Have you prayed about it? Who could I share these with? My own kids, a niece and nephew, do they really understand? Do they know? How will they know unless somebody teaches them? Guess what? These are basic stuff that, that everybody needs to know. And again, we're blessed to have a pair of bills with us today, Bill Kratz with Carolina Mobile Auto Service. So if you have that automotive maintenance question, guess what? Great day to call us, 866-348-7884. Or that insurance question, also a great day to call, 866 348 Seven eight eight four. Now, Bill, there's we've 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 done a couple of the automotive basics, but what are some insurance basics that you can share? Do all the drivers in your household know who you're insured with? I wonder if the the young drivers do. Do they know how to reach your agent? Do you have the policy number in each one of your vehicles? If they're in that accident, are the your spouse? And the kids ready to provide the information they need to to the officer or the other person involved in the accident? Do they know what number to call for roadside service? Do they know if your policy has roadside service? <laughs> Do you know if your policy has towing and labor, if you've got rental car coverage? Do you know where to have your car towed if it needs engine work and won't run? Or if you're in an accident, and your spouse or your kids know the car's got to be towed somewhere, if the officer has it towed, there's going to be a storage charge. Every day it sits wherever it sits until you get it towed again. So it's good for everybody in the family to know if it's a mechanical issue, where should the car be towed to? Or if it's a body shop issue, where should they have the car towed to have body work done? Your insurance agent can give you a few good suggestions if you don't know where you'd have your car fixed. Do they know who to call to ask questions when that accident happens? If, if they can't reach Papa or Mama and they're trying to figure out what to do, what to say, how to handle this situation, do you have an insurance agent that they can call and say, I don't know what to do. I'm not sure who's at fault. Should I let those people just drive away? They seem to be really nice. <laughs> or should I call the police? Yeah, those are those are the conversations that we all need to have within our family. And, and, and it just this very week, you know, I have to admit, I got this call from my son, Dad. Is it, you know, it's if I haven't been around Bill all my life and my son says, What's that guy's number, the insurance guy? <laughs> and I remembered it, too. You'd have been proud, 7211211. But anyway, <laughs> but it, that, that phone call happened because, it, it, you know, that's a critical something that your kids need to know. And uh, as it turned out, he needed some unique coverage, right, Bill? Well, he had been told by a place that rents vehicles that there was a specific endorsement that could be added to an auto policy so you don't have to buy the comp and collision through the rental car company. But the guy that was in charge of this said, you know, a lot of the insurance companies he worked with absolutely refused to put it in there or admit that it existed. 
And I've got to say, I had never heard of it myself. We ended up calling the insurance company and talking to a few. We even called the insurance commissioner's office and asked to talk to one of their auto insurance specialists, and they hadn't heard of the endorsement either. But with enough phone calls and enough research and a little bit of look in the general statute, we actually found what it was that they were looking for. Now, again, to clarify what we're talking about, see, my son, since he has an older car that he's not in debt for, I'm proud to say, (laughs) we're doing a few things right every once in a while. We practice what we preach. But he he only carries liability insurance. He doesn't carry comp and collision. Now, he wanted to rent a car to go to New Jersey for Easter uh, to visit his girlfriend's family. And so now, the again, when you go to rent the car, if you don't have collision and comp insurance, it's going to be an expensive proposition for to take on their insurance. So this was the opportunity to make that call to Bill Mixon, 7211211, I'm just saying. And uh. <laughs> and then, you know, here, here's what we need. We need something that would be less expensive from Bill than it would be to go through the rent-a-car, and this is, what, this is what you guys were able to provide. And I know he's extremely happy and on his way to New Jersey as we speak, hopefully safely driving. And, uh, <laughs> and not speeding. <laughs> <laughs> but all those things. So these are the conversations you need to have. And, 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 and getting back, because we've only got to two, we've got to get some more of these. The number three on our list is a tune-up, right? Number three on the top ten. Oh, yeah, the tune-up. The tune-up slash fuel injection servers because today, you know, when it, in the old days we had points and condensers, all that stuff that were involved in a tune-up. With the high-energy ignition systems of today, all that's gone. Totally different. So we got spark plugs like we in in a lot of vehicles, not in a diesel, you don't, but in a gasoline car, you got spark plugs, you got that issue. But then the fuel injection s- system is a completely different animal than a carburetor. Right, right. The fuel injection system with a throttle body, um, it needs to be cleaned occasionally. And it's really not in the maintenance recommended interval, but it'll help your performance. I mean, a lot of customers will complain of a sticking throttle, and that's a sure sign that you need a throttle body clean. Yeah, and plus, you know, the injectors themselves can use a cleaning now and then. It's usually a three-stage clean. Um, You'll put um, some solvent in the gas tank to help go through the system clean, you know, lubricate. Um, You'll run cleaner through the vacuum system to clean all the deposits and carbon. And you'll do a manual clean of the throttle body. So, and and to give you an insight on this, this is also a big gas saver. Right. I get all the time people send this new gas treatment. You know, it's going to save you. Put it in every single tank, and and what you'll find is that on the first two tanks, it really does save you. But now it's cleaned out your injectors. So guess what? They're working right again. <laughs> you don't need another can for another twenty thousand miles. Right. But but your injectors, you know, lose some of that clearance. Mm-hmm. You know, based on just fuel pouring over them and there's no doubt stuff that gets on the throttle body because you know in the carburetor the gasoline itself cleans the throttle body a lot of people didn't realize that but since the gasoline was coming through the throttle body it cleaned the throttle body well with fuel injection it's just air it's just air which has all kinds of sap and who knows what all on it and it and it sticks in the throttle body so that's part of the deal so we got to get we got to get going because we got a long way to go bill number four is huge I can't even talk about how huge it is. Number four is the timing belt. If your car has a timing belt, which you'll find in your owner's manual, and if you don't have an owner's manual, like so many of these poor 
ladies and stuff, man, that is the easiest thing in the world to get. Just call Ford, Chevy, whoever you own, built the car right. and say, get, send me an owner's manual. You usually they're less than $10 and totally invaluable pieces of information. Oh, yeah. A timing belt. Robbie, you know as well as I do. You got to change a timing belt. If you don't know when it was done, change it. It's an expensive thing. There's it's, no doubt. It's it, a pay me now, pay me later item. It, it may cost you three hundred, but I will promise you, it will cost you four grand or thirty five hundred if yep. it breaks. Because, and they're not like regular belts. Because what a timing belt does, I'm going to give you the the Robbie Dillmore as simple as I can make it exp- explanation. You see, timing means guess what? Those valves in your car have got to open at the right time. That's where the word timing comes from, and so. There is something called a crankshaft, which is what, you know, really goes round and round that, that would be the pistons, you know, go up and down and they spin the crankshaft. Well, that crankshaft has a belt that's tied to the essentially camshaft. the camshaft, but it drives the valves open and close. So right. you're timing the whole engine with this one belt. Now, if that belt breaks, guess what? The piston comes up. And your valve is down. And your valve may be down, and then Caslamo, and that's $3,500, $4,000. That's right. So a timing belt is no, nothing. You know, if you're going to not do something, that is not the one. Right. The timing belt is absolutely huge. Number five, simple enough, but just commonly neglected, is tires. And tire pressure. Easy enough to look at, but, you know, once a month or so, that time when, you you know, you're going you know, to check your oil, why not look at the wear pattern of your tires? Is there something unusual? Is the middle of them wearing out? Is one side of them wearing out? Is there something going on with the way that those tires are wearing? I'll tell you where we see most of the wear on tires on the front end, Robbie's on the insides. So sometimes when you park your car in a parking lot, it's turn your wheel all the way to one side. When you walk by, look at the inside of your tires because you couldn't need alignment, which is very common. And this is so huge because it's it's costing you not just tires, which, by the way, once they start wearing bad, you, you're going to have a problem. That's expensive. But the gas, yeah, just, you know, take your son's toy car and try pointing the wheels in a little bit and now try to push it. And you get an idea yeah. <laughs> of how much gas bad alignment gets you. And we got four wheels to align these. Well, it's a, it's a safety issue, too. I've had two customers this week, Robbie, that called about a flat tire and we got over to the tire and it's not because they had a nail or something in it. The tire was worn down. The steel belt was sticking out. There you go. Number six coming at you is brakes. Yes. Brakes, brakes, brakes. Got to have brakes. We all know that. Well, here's the thing. There's a difference between a squeak and an audible wear sensor. When you hear that noise, you may be hearing just some dirt or dust, especially if right after it rained or first thing right. after a dewy morning, you know, you hear a little bit of a squeak, a not a big deal. But when you hear a constant sort of high-pitched, squeaky... Like a cricket. Yeah, that's, your, your car has what they call audible wear sensors that are telling you that your brakes are worn out. When you hear that particular type of chirping noise, mm-hmm. that's telling you that your brakes are worn out. Now, yes, it may still stop fine, but you are wearing out your rotors because there are rivets in the brake pads themselves. When you wear it down to a certain point... the the rivets begin to eat into the brake Metal. rotors, and you went from having to replace pads for whatever to now you got a four or five hundred dollar repair, right, Bill? We just did one on an Isuzu truck, Robbie. It cost two thousand dollars because we had to replace the rotors, all four, just the fronts. Isuzu, <laughs> yeah, Isuzu truck imported from Japan. Yeah. Well, they wore they wore it down so badly. I mean, uh, it's it's not just to pull the rotor off, put one on. It's part of the hub. It's a big deal. So it can get real expensive is the point. Oh, yeah. 
brakes or something. Something you got to get. Number seven is the cooling system. There's it's in your maintenance schedule. You got to flush that baby, but it's a huge thing. Right, right. Uh, cooling system. If 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 you don't change your time belt, you're going to have an expensive repair. If you don't maintain your cooling system, guess what? You're going to have an expensive repair. Aluminum blocks, aluminum heads, overheated engines. Yeah, they can't handle it. So don't, don't maintain it. your cooling system. That's it, in the owner's manual. You got to do it. Trans. Mission services, especially if you own a Chrysler product. <laughs> yes. Transmission services, that, that's another thing. It's like the oil in your engine. If you don't service your transmission now, it doesn't need like the oil in right. your engine. It's not every 3,000 miles. But it is a serious need in a car is to service that transmission. Yes. There's, there's actually a filter in most transmissions. Not all of them have them. Some of them just have a screen. But it's important to get that fluid changed out and that filter replaced because you're doing it every 60,000, 30,000. And the thing a lot of folks don't realize about a transmission is it's not just the, the friction from the metal wearing off inside the transmission that with the fluid. In the case of a transmission, the seals are critical, and there's chemicals within the fluid that right. keep the seals from you deteriorating know, from deteriorating and getting hard because if you don't have pressure within a transmission, it, it doesn't shift. And I will bet you that more transmissions go bad not because of the metal floating around inside the transmission, but because the fluid yep. had, had too long to replace the fluid, and it made the seals go bad. You lose pressure, and then it's time to rebuild the transmission. Four yep. grand, three grand, whatever the situation may be, because right. you didn't service your transmission. Another biggie. But again, don't just service it every three thousand. You know, check your owner's manual. When is it supposed to be done in your car? Number nine. Hoses and belts seem simple, but and easy enough to show your kids what a, a bulging hose looks like. What, right. a, what when it starts to get stiff? Yep. When yep. a oh, time when a uh, air conditioner um, serpentine fan belt, belt. <laughs> yeah, serpentine belt has cracks in it. Right. What does that look like? Uh, if you don't know, you know, we'd be happy to see any any. Yeah. You can call Carolina Mobile if you have a question. Bring your car by if you think you have a problem. We'll look at it, and there's no charge for it. We'll come out there and say yes or no. And we'll show you around your engine compartment, show you about your car. I mean, just call and come by. That's all you got to do. Look at this, Bill. We got to number 10. It is, last but not least, shocks. And struts? Yes. You knew that was coming. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that's one of the biggest unknowns. The, the industry says that after 50,000 miles, your shocks and struts are worn out. Now, driving your car, you're probably not going to notice it because it's one of these things that degrades over time. But if you have to do a hard deceleration with a turn, you're going to know it because you're going to lose traction. Yeah, and it literally could cost you your life. That's correct. Or somebody else. So shocks and struts are a, a big, big safety issue. That's right. And people just don't realize it because it's just like watching your children grow. It's like you don't see how fast they grow, but somebody else sees them like your daughter, for instance, who I saw the other day. I mean, she's just as tall as your wife. You know, I was like, wow. It's the same with shocks and struts. (laughs) It's the same with shocks and struts is my point. You don't notice that they degrade. Well, shocks and struts, they leak. It's something your guy can check or we can show you how to check. Not hard to do. Right. I'm so excited because guess what? It's almost Easter Sunday, and I get to do my Easter appraisal by the Real Black Book. That's coming up in the next segment, so you want to stay tuned. Oh, this is such a cool thing. I'm so excited about it. It's made my Easter wonderful. Stay tuned. You're going to want to hear it.
just like it's our duty to tell our children how to keep their car serviced, it's really, really our duty to tell the old story, to tell the Easter story. Arise, my love. I, you got, I mean, that just brings tears to my eyes to think about it. But it is so important that we share all, all that we could basically that would listen the story of Easter. And I wanted to paint a picture that got painted for me this week um, about that particular morning, since we get to celebrate it tomorrow morning, is I heard this week that many of us don't really understand some of the Jewish festivals and that we know that Passover was yesterday. But did you know that the Feast of First Fruits comes on the day after the Sabbath following Passover. In other words, the Sabbath after Passover, the following day would always be Sunday. You guessed it. <laughs> and the Feast of First Fruits would have come on the, pa- the, the, the day after Sabbath following Passover. Well, Jesus happened to be in the grave on Saturday then, just like he is today, which would have been the Sabbath. The following morning, there would have been not just Mary Magdalene. She was up early that day because she was going to go anoint the body of Jesus. But also the high priest that day would have been up early because he had to be in the field where they would grow grain. And he was going to be looking at the first light. He had to find the first little bud that came up out of the ground because that would be the first fruit. And he needed to wave that before the Lord. So he's searching the ground, you know, kind of in the dark, looking for that first little thing. And as the sun just breaks up over the surface, see, he grabbed that little plant and the earth shook, and I was like, "Oh, what's up with that?" Well, the the the, the, the you know the stone was rolling away. He didn't know it <laughs> because that was the first fruit. You see, Christ was the first fruit, and of course, Mary was excited because she got to see some stuff that day. But then here, this is really cool. Exactly five weeks later, according to Jewish festival, right after the first fruits, you have five weeks later would be the feast of Pentecost because that harvest would have come in. Now, interestingly, again, there were some people up early that dark, that Pentecost morning. The disciples, they were up in the upper room. They were excited because they'd been told the Holy Spirit's coming. How cool is that? So they're up excited. They're praying. Things are going on, right? But that same priest, of course, you know, he didn't know what was going on, but he had to go out and he had to do the Feast of Pentecost thing. He had to get those grain. So he went back out to that same field, and this time he harvested two two little handfuls of that grain or of those sheaths. And he brought them back to the temple that morning and he would have broken off the heads of grain. He would have taken a rock and turned it into a powder. And then with that powder, he had added a little mix of oil and water and they had an oven there at the temple and he would have put it in that oven after he made it into a like little loaf of bread. And guess what? He set his timer for, you know, 350 at six minutes and <laughs> yeah. and it got done about 8.30 that morning. Now, at 8.30, he was in for another shocker because he went to pull that loaf out of the oven. At the exact same moment he pulled that loaf out of the oven, guess what happened? The earth shook again. Only this time he heard the sound. It was like a wind. And these flames, I guess they came out of the oven, but they, all, they went over there to the upper room just a few blocks away where the disciples were. And guess what was happening? These guys were speaking in other languages, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit had descended upon them. You see, Christ was the first fruit. But then when the Holy Spirit came, then he became the whole loaf. You see, the church was born from the first fruit into this whole loaf, just like 
the Feast of Weeks, you see, came. And how cool is that? That then this loaf of bread changed the entire world. So think about it this, this Easter morning when that sunrise comes up. That little bitty plant that's coming up. Arise, my love. Right? The grave no longer has a hold of you. It was buried into the ground and it raised to little, walk in a new life. I mean, we got to tell this story, don't we, Bill? Absolutely. It's, it, it's amazing. It is amazing. I, I tell you, I've just been delighted all week thinking about this. And tomorrow, please be in church and, and rejoice with all of us and, and, and think about what Christ did so that we could have this freedom to go be part of this loaf. Right, Bill? The Passover lamb, remember what Jesus went through. So there you go. Now remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And remember, he's risen. He is risen indeed. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.